News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, well, we are joined uh, now by the uh, Minister uh, for Environment, Climate, Communications and uh, Transport, uh, Eamon Ryan. Eamon, lots to talk about, including that EU Council of Energy Ministers meeting today. But I do have to ask you about this. Duncan Stewart saying it's bonkers to be burning uh, heaters outdoor at a time of uh, fuel, a fuel crisis and he wants them banned. Would you like to see them banned too? The approach we're making won't be to ban or, or, or indeed even to put the kind of guilt finger at any one person or any one activity. But it absolutely makes sense for, for us to reduce our energy now. A, firstly, for climate reasons, but secondly, for the price, that high price of gas is going to make those incredibly expensive. And I think every business is going to have to decide and every household without anyone putting a shame or guilt on them. But how can we reduce our energy to save us money to be part of what's going to be, have to be a collective effort through a very difficult, difficult wartime period. That's what it is in, in terms of energy as a weapon, being used as a weapon of war. So uh, I would very much agree with Duncan on the sense of stopping that use, but I don't think the way to go is in a banning, shaming kind of... A, it's up to every business and every household to cleverly manage their own operation to help save money, to help save the use of fossil fuels and, oh. and to cut them cut them down. You'd like to see them doing it, but you're, you're not going to ban them, basically. Is that, no. that is in short? Uh, okay, listen, uh, let's talk about this EU Council of Energy uh, uh, Ministers meeting today. Uh, proposed windfall tax on renewable energy and uh, nuclear companies being... Uh, it's going to be ratified today. What exactly will that mean, Minister? Well, the main thing for us is two aspects. Is firstly that some of the excess profits that we made in both the gas and electricity market by either the generators or the fossil fuel companies, that we can look to get some of that excess profit and bring it back to help reduce the bills for householders. To actually, uh, it's a windfall, and effectively which is not earned or credit because of anything the company have done, but just because the international price of gas has gone so high. So we've been working with the Commission. I, I think we've got a good outcome, which gives us the legal mechanism to be able to do what we need to do. Um, there is wider solidarity we need in Europe. It is an incredibly difficult time. The, the use of energy as a war weapon is, to, is designed to divide us. So we have to avoid that. That's not easy because every country is in pressure in different ways. But I think what we'll do in terms of getting effectively a windfall revenue to be able to help our householders, both in the electricity side and the gas side, I think that adds to what we did in the budget, or it will add to what we did in the budget yeah. uh, earlier this week. It's not going to bring in billions of euro for you, though, whereas a windfall tax here probably would, and not probably would, definitely would. Well, I'd be slow to to estimate exactly. Sorry, I say billions, I meant hundreds of millions is probably a more realistic figure. Well, no, I'd say more than that, but we'll have to, uh, first of all, get final legal, yes, and get final legal agreement uh, to make sure that we can do it robustly. And it is much better for us to do it in this European way. It's much less liable for legal challenge. And also, as I said, it is a time when solidarity and energy serves our purposes. It, it actually takes on uh, the reason this has been used in the other way. It's okay. on the Russian government. So just, just to, to, to conclude on this, you're confident it can lead to significant revenue coming in. That obviously will be used for the kind of things to protect people and so on. But you, you're confident it, it can bring in sort of hundreds of millions of euro in revenue. 
Oh, at least. And I think in both in the two areas, both in terms of the gas market and the electricity market, and we need to do both. And I think we've been working with the Commission in the last number of weeks, but particularly in the last few days, we believe we've got changes to the text that give us a real robust legal mechanism to, to do it. And that's how solidarity pays off when you work with people, when you work collectively. This is very complex. The, the energy okay. markets are, are, are beyond com- compare complex, but I think we've got text in that serves our purpose and our needs. Two quick things to ask you about before before I let you go, Minister, um, the concrete block levy, um, the uh, Department of Finance saying it'll add €1,600 Euro to the cost of building a three-bedroom house. I understand, the, and I think most people understand the logic of the levy, but doing so at a time in, uh, of, of house inflation already and when people are struggling to buy a home, adding €600 Euro to the price of a house, is that not madness? Well, the madness was allowing the false defect products into our houses in the first place. Absolutely. And the cost, no, one, the cost no, one, that, no, one, no one denies that, but we are where we are, to use that awful phrase. We are, but there also has to be a message to the industry and a reform of that industry. So we don't just give a, a right, as I said, a multi-billion euro blank, blank check and say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. You don't have any responsibility here. They do. Uh, and, Minister, and sorry to cut across <clears throat> you. Yes, that message will go out to industry. But who will pick up the tab? It's the it's the it's the home buyer who will pick up the tab. But the home buyer is picking up the actual much bigger tab, which is the through our tax system, the several billions we're going to have to actually spend now of public money. It's not as if the tab disappears. Where does it land? Or it is landing, unfortunately, in the lap of the Irish people. I think it's appropriate that a small portion of that is paid by the industry. And I think one of the benefits from that could be it could give us means to better control and regulate an industry that was that has always operated, in my mind, beyond proper regulation. And having that funding stream may actually give us better sight in terms of how we decarbonize that industry, how we make sure quality remains in that industry, how we stop some of the, in my mind, highly questionable practices that have been allowed over decades in that industry. And but I think the are you saying le- less, less blocks, more... Um more wood, for example, is that what you'd much like? More timber, much more timber frame, exactly. Yeah. That's that's where we do need to go. Okay. And I think where we, where we have the, the raw material here, we have a potential industry developing in it. So it isn't just, we can't just keep going business as usual in that industry. So no, no rollback on, on this uh, concrete block levy? I think the actual mechanisms and the fine detail, that always can be discussed. And, and you shouldn't be categoric. But the broad principle... Does the industry make any contribution towards this huge bill? I think it should. And I think we should use that as a time to pivot how the industry works. Okay, final question, uh, Minister. Ireland has been given a final chance to halt turf cutting on protected bogs. A new ultimatum from the European Commission. Are we actually going to do it this time or are we going to continue cutting turf in this country? We have to we have to heed the law. We have to heed the protection of our natural environment, and we also have to start restoring nature. And we are doing that in our own department. I think it's about is it thirteen thousand hectares this year of bog that we are rehabilitating using money from the climate fund, which is good for storing carbon, good for biodiversity, which is using the same skills that we had in the likes of Borden and Mona, those same skills that we were used to extract and, mm-hmm. and to diminish the bogs, we're now using to restore and replenish them. And I think that is the, and the Commission, I think but absolutely still a size of, You know this better than I do, Minister, there's a sizable portion of TDs that want to keep cutting turf, including but in your I own government. Well, the, 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 there may be, but uh, in the end, you cannot evade the, 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 following the European laws. 
that those are laws that strengthen us and give us protection in the end and we cannot continue to get a derogation or to turn a blind eye we do have to protect and uh, restore nature and i think what the commission is doing will help with that and by the way it isn't all bogs i think it's bogs that apply to our, our kind of special areas of conservation so there will be still the instance where someone is cutting turf in kind of a smaller way but the large-scale industrial extraction of turf has to stop now Eamon Ryan, Minister for the Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.